This is your boy, Eat That Pussy 445. And about like 30 to 45 minutes ago, I beat the fuck out of my dick so goddamn hard that I can't even feel my left leg. My left leg has went totally numb. And my dick has also went totally numb to the point to where it feels fucking weird when I go and take a piss. What is going on, guys? This is the Clubhouse Sports Podcast, revamped, rebranded, brand new logo, some new content in the introduction, trying to get some ads and monetization in there from Anchor.fm, the seemingly best podcast host in the world so far. Pretty easy to use, but let's not bore you with the semantics of podcasting. Let's get into the content. I have a guest appearance from Joey of the Bag of Donuts podcast. Talking A.B., Le'Veon, the Penguins, and some Captain Marvel. So a lot to get excited for. Next, on Sunday, be expecting a big free agency review. Uh, And then after that, I'll probably do Bracketology. Uh, Well, I could coincide that. Because the brackets are coming out Sunday. Yeah, let's jump into it. Uh, all right, everyone. I am here with Joey from the Bag of Donuts podcast. Uh, Joe, do you want to plug anything before we uh, get started here? Sure. Um, on Twitter, I am Joey Bag of Donuts with a V instead of the F, um, and I have a podcast, The Donut Bag. It's uh, mostly Pittsburgh sports. Um, do some pop culture stuff too, but mostly Pittsburgh sports. Yeah, I have yeah, I've actually yet to check it out because we are both part of the Rise Up podcast community now, and we've been just kind of trading retweets and likes between like the forty-five of us. But I haven't. I've only listened to a couple of them. I'm trying to get around to yours. Yeah, there's so many. Yeah. Uh, all right. So I guess we'll start off with Antonio Brown, who um, got traded to the Oakland Raiders for a with third round pick and a fifth round pick, right? Yep, a third and a fifth. And they're both on this year's draft. Yep. So, well, you're a Steelers fan, I gather from your Twitter. And um, so what are your thoughts on this trade, I guess, and his whole career and the recent antics, events, whatever you want to call it, of Antonio Brown here with the Pittsburgh Steelers? It's kind of a shame because he had a great career and the Steelers have had um, – you know, some great wide receivers, you know, uh, uh, Lynn Swan, John Stallworth, Heinz Ward. Uh, there, there's, there's been a whole bunch of them. And Antonio Brown is the best of all of them. And he, and he might be, you know, or I think he's one of the best wide receivers right now in football. But he has destroyed his legacy in Pittsburgh. Uh, just the way he handled things was completely ridiculous. He decided to go scorched earth and go crazy and <laughs> destroy everything. And in the process, um, well, you saw with the Odell Beckham trade, you know, the, um, the Browns traded a first, a third and a, and a good player for Odell Beckham. Yeah. yeah Odell Beckham is, is uh, younger, but um, you know, the, the Steelers got basically peanuts for uh, Antonio Brown. Well, I've been talking the past couple of weeks. Like, I really uh, milked the uh, – or beat a dead horse almost now with Antonio Brown. I've been 
it's been the main topic here on the podcast the last couple of weeks. But I actually said the max value I'd give for him would be a second round pick because of his age and because of the um, almost the toxic nature of his personality. Yeah, uh, and there's a rumor that um, there was a deal with Buffalo in place. And yeah. And that deal would have been Antonio Brown and the Steelers first, which was their 20th overall pick, for uh, Buffalo's first first round pick, which was the ninth overall. Yeah. Which would be, I think, incredible. That would that'd be great. Um, but Antonio Brown decided he didn't want to go to Buffalo. So. Uh, I don't blame him. <laughs> I don't. I, I, I nothing against Buffalo, but yeah, that's a that's not um, doesn't seem like a great situation to be in. So, um, yeah, it's just it's just ridiculous and sad. And um, he he played the system. He uh, you know he he wielded what power he had, and you know hey maybe maybe other uh, star players are going to do this too. Maybe you know. Julio Jones or Odell Beckham is going to say, I don't like my contract, rip it up. And, and if you don't, I'll, I'll leave or, or go crazy or something like that. So who knows? Yeah, Odell is, uh, speaking of Odell, he, uh, well, the Giants just signed him to an extension uh, last offseason, and now they go and trade him. But if he was to say to the Browns, let's start from scratch and make, get me a new contract, that'd be uh, kind of a full almost – jump to where the NBA is now where it's player empowerment for better or for worse. Like that AB had started it and that would make it a full jump. If you get what I'm saying. Exactly. Exactly. That's, that's what it would be. It would be um, players deciding, you know, where they want to go and how much they want to make, which I mean, Hey, good for them. If you could get away with that, only a few players can get away with that. You know, if, if, you know, the backup linebacker says, I don't, I don't yeah. like my contract and you know, though the team will drive him to the airport and kick his butt out of there. So mm-hmm. I mean, only a few players can get away with something like that. But Hey, if you, if you have power, just go ahead and exercise it. it but Tony Brown didn't have to do the crazy things to get there. He didn't have to, you know, skip a game. He didn't have to um, not return calls of, of any of the players or, or of management or go on, inst- on on social media and act like a complete buffoon. He didn't have to do those things. He just could have said, I, I, I want out. I want I, I, This isn't working anymore. I request a trade. I, I want out. And that's it. And they, and they probably, you know, wouldn't have been happy about it, but they probably would have granted his, his wish. But he just had to be completely toxic about it. Yeah, it's it, it's disappointing because you think he's definitely the best uh, receiver in the league production-wise. And skill-wise, I think Hopkins, Hopkins has him now. Uh, and then you can make the argument for Julio and Odell. But it's, it is a shame because it's just the last two months that have been um, almost a, the downfall for Antonio Brown. I mean, it's really been – the last year something something happened in the past say 12 months with him he's had um he's had domestic violence incidents he's had uh there there was an incident where he um he threw furniture off of his uh, the top floor of of the condo he's in (laughs) and almost killed people um he's you know run red lights he's had issues with um, some of the mothers of his children. It's 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 just it's just not like him. He was just a happy-go-lucky guy that smiled all the time. And this year, he just went. I, I don't know. I don't know if, if the fame got to him or something, but but something definitely changed with him. 
Yeah, definitely. Well, you he bleached his mustache and he had the blue and the the uh, bleach in his hair too. So uh, that that another it, I don't want to call it an issue because it's his decision, but it's uh, I guess a red flag. I heard today. Um, 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 let's see if Odell Beckham shows up to uh, the Cleveland uh, locker room with a with a bleach mustache. Yeah, well, he already has that hair. So yeah, really. We used to make jokes. It's uh, his when he's your chemistry teacher. He broke into the chem lab and <laughs> his hair. So yeah, I'm gonna talk about. Uh, I don't want to talk about Odell with you. I'm gonna talk about it after we're wrapped up because I'm a Giants fan and it, it's kind of. Um, I was almost sick last night just because I have a, oh, a sentimental connection to Odell as a player. I think he's definitely the the best player the Giants have seen since. Um, I'm, since Lawrence Taylor. Yeah, he. I, I. I don't understand what happened. I don't understand why they would sign him to an extension and then trade him. So, uh, I heard something that they were afraid of his his attitude getting bad or something like that. But yeah, but like I feel like that subsided a little bit this season. I think they had that under control, but I guess not. Yeah, um, it's just a it's just a weird situation. It's just curious, and uh, I don't know. I mean, do you think they got enough for him though? I mean, of course, a third and and Peppers is I think pretty good. Well, I was uh, last night. I was I was thinking is Peppers on his own. He's definitely not enough for a return. But like, I felt I was kind of like, oh, Jabril Peppers, like, and at first, and a third for Odell, and then I come around to the idea that. Real Peppers did play better than Landon Collins last season. So maybe that's a, a replacement, an upgrade, if you want to call it that. So I was coming around to that now today. And then the first, like, if I, the only thing I ask is maybe another first uh, in the deal, plus the third and Jabril. So. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, that's the only thing I, I can think of. Because, I, you know, for four or five first round picks is not, is not like, a reasonable asking price yeah all right so um we cover everything on ab i guess we covered all that and then um unless you have anything else you want to say um all i'll say is he's already starting this um me first crap in in oakland they had a uh, press conference today yeah he showed up 25 minutes late and he was basically just saying how you know he's in charge and all this crap. It's like, I just don't understand why a team would want someone like that, that, that basically makes it all about him and Hey, good luck. Maybe it'll work out in Oakland, whatever. Um, I'm just, I, I, you know, I think the Steelers showed that they were just glad to be done with him. Yeah. And you could say the same for Le'Veon too. Right. Um, exactly. Both of them. They could have, you know, extended this whole situation a little more and put a transition tag on him or something like that and try to trade him or some crap like that. But they basically just said, you know what, we want done with all the drama, yeah. all the stupidity, just go, be happy, whatever. Just fed up with both of their uh, both of their crap, I guess. Yeah. Do you, Are you uh, sad or mad in any way of parting ways with Le'Veon specifically? It's uh, I, it's hard to say. Um, the Steelers did make him an offer. I think it was like five years, seventy million or something like that. And I think it's kind of funny that he 
ended up with a lot less, but yeah. he did take that deal. I don't know. I, I don't think it's a good idea, especially the way the Steelers use running backs. I don't think it's a good idea to have an old running back. And, you know, running backs have a, a, a certain uh, shelf life. And uh, I think he's a big-time candidate, especially the way he was used so much uh, in Pittsburgh. I think he is a candidate to just have the wheels fall off. And, you know, usually with these guys, it's not a gradual decline. It's like, you know, one day they could play, and the next day they're, they're just completely useless. So Yeah, look at um, Adrian Peterson. I, I think it's just a, a – I, I think it's a mistake to, to give him a long-term contract. But – Hey, whatever. I mean, he is very good. Maybe you'll get one or two good uh, good years out of him. He is, you know, he is one of the best. He's a great runner and a pass catcher. But we'll see. We'll see how he does in New York. Yeah, people forget that he took a year off. Like how good he is. But exactly. That's what I'm saying. Is um, how dedicated is he going to be to football? Is he going to be training as hard as he used to? A good to? point. He, yeah. What, it's a big unknown right now. And he has that rap career on the side, so. Oh God, yeah, yeah. That's. I'm sure. I'm sure we all ran to get his album. It's kind of yeah. It's kind of creeping up there. It's uh, kind of close to his football career. It seems like the way he's promoting it. <laughs> yeah. And then you have AB too, who said he doesn't really need football. Yeah. So, I, yeah. I, it's just a toxic situation. I'm glad the Steelers, and I'm assuming you are too, that they got that out of there, and that Juju and. Uh, James Conner can kind of take them into the next step in the next era in the Pittsburgh Steelers football. Yeah, I people kept saying that the Steelers are a circus and look what a look what a crazy situation they have and you know the the whole organization is a mess or whatever. It's like I don't think that was a case. I think it was just a few bad apples. Yeah. Now those bad apples are gone. Um, you know. Juju's a great guy. James Conner's a great guy. I mean, they're they're you know not perfect replacements for for Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown, but they're they're close. And I mean, but the Steelers have they have to find another wide receiver. They have holes on defense, so it's an extremely important off season for the Steelers. But I know one thing: they are going to be ridiculously motivated because all they've heard. Especially this week, I mean, or these past few months, but especially this week, is the Steelers in decline. They're not good anymore. Um, Cleveland is the team to beat in the AFC North now. The, the you know the Steelers are falling apart. Like I think they're saying, oh yeah, yeah, we'll see about that. I'm honestly going to say it's a bit of an overreaction on the Cleveland uh, that that side of things. Like, all right, they added a bunch of pieces. The defense still has some holes there in Cleveland, so I don't want to overreact too much. This happens a lot with uh, football teams who kind of stack up in the offseason, and then w- whether it be chemistry or actual uh, expectations kind of get in their head, and it, it kind of falls apart. We'll see where that it, goes with Cleveland. Exactly. It's not It's not like fantasy football. You can't just acquire a bunch of players. You know, They have to all work together, so we'll see if that's actually going to happen. The only positive example I can think of is the Warriors. Yeah. And they still have some internal problems, so uh, – um. Yeah, we hit the Steelers. So, uh, you want to talk about the Pittsburgh Penguins? Sure. I haven't watched much Penguins hockey. I usually only watch uh, the playoffs with them and when they're playing the Rangers because I'm a big Rangers fan. Hopefully, I'm we can so still get along. <laughs> no, no, I understand. I'm one of. <laughs> I'm the only one in my household right now that can. Um, that can. My dad and my sister uh, 
kind of, they're like, oh, we traded Souk and we traded Kevin Heath. What are we doing? And I'm like, all right, we're getting picks and we're getting prospects. That's the only thing we can do right now. It's weird that in most sports, the New York teams are like the ones that are like always on top and contending and stuff. And then the Rangers are rebuilding. It's just so weird to see a, a, a New York team rebuilding. But um, yeah, the, the Penguins are, they're heating up. They are, uh, they're right there. They just all year um, up until about a month ago, they were just, just not doing very well. Just, just win some, lose some. They just looked lost and, listless and you know not very motivated and for, for who knows for whatever reason and then um there was the outdoor game uh, a few weeks ago against philadelphia yeah and they lost their two best defensemen in that game and uh so that they had to go that game um with only four defensemen um they end up losing the game. I mean, they were winning three to two or something like that, or three to one. They end up losing the. They end up losing the game in overtime. And when they lost that game, they were out of the playoffs. And I think that scared the crap out of them. And they decided. Well, personally, Sidney Crosby decided. Ah, okay, I'm taking over now. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's like like when Thanos said, "I'm doing this myself." Um. So, it's it, they've been on a tear lately. Um. They're six two and two in their last ten. Uh, they're they're pretty solidly into a playoff spot. Um, the, the, the crazy thing is they're fighting a whole bunch of teams um, for the for the playoff spots, and you know they, they've been on a great tear and still haven't made up much ground. So uh, it's very competitive. But I mean, they, they beat the Capitals last night in the cat, and they're only four points behind them for uh, first in the Metro. So yeah, and you have the um, Islanders there too. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, the Islanders are just uh, such a surprise this year, and yeah, they're, they're only two points behind the Islanders. So um, hopefully, the, the the Penguins keep winning. Um, they look great. They look like I mean, they're 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 firing on all cylinders. Everything's working well. So um, you know, they're they're getting hot just in time for the playoffs. Do you think it's a possibility that they fall out of the playoffs? Because you have the Canes right behind them. Uh, they're battling for that third spot and also the wild card. And then you have the Jackets there in the Metro, too, who are making a run at the wild card. And then you have the Canadians. Uh, the Flyers are kind of uh, back falling behind those teams, uh, whether it be injuries. Um, but, like, do you think Pittsburgh's going to fall out? They're third in the Metro right now. so It's very possible. It's very possible. I mean, the the Canadians have 81 points. The Blue Jackets have 81 points, the, the Hurricanes have 83, and the Penguins have 85. That's only a four-point difference. That's yeah. two bad games. You go on, you go on a two-game losing streak, and somebody else goes on a two-game winning streak, and there, the, the Penguins are out. So it, it's crazy that the Penguins have done so well lately, and they they're still in danger. If they they still have to keep winning, um, just just to keep a, a spot in the playoffs. And then once you, uh, if they make the playoffs. Uh, do you think they can beat the Capitals and the Islanders? I think that's a fair assumption that they can, but like based on past years, at least I don't think anyone's getting past Tampa. So I tell you what, I think if the, if the Penguins are playing right and everything's going all right, I think they can beat anybody, even Tampa. Um, the times that the Penguins have played Tampa this year, 
they either have, I think they won once, and I think um, the other time they came real, they, it was a really close game. So um, I think they could, uh, I think they could, they could um, go toe to toe with, with, with anybody. Um, I, yeah. Um, you know, the, the Penguins and, and the Capitals <laughs> seems like play every year. Yeah. Um, last night's game was amazing. I mean, and, and that's how like every Penguins, capital series goes every game goes like 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 down to the wire it's it's just you know it's always decided by like one or two plays or something like that so um that would be a real good series i really don't know what to expect out of the islanders um you know for it might be you know penguins islanders in the first round we'll, uh, we'll see if they if the if the standings stay so uh i i think they could i think when they're on their game you know you have Cindy crosby and evgeny malkin and Matt Murray, the goaltender, is—he's been really hot lately. And if you have a hot goaltender, then you can beat anybody. Yeah, Gino really doesn't get enough love uh, in NHL fandom circles. He does not. Um, he just got his thousandth point last night. Um, he's had a good career, and and I, I think the reason he doesn't get much love is because you know he's he's basically in Crosby's shadow. That's you know? yeah. It's 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 kind of like the Steelers with um, Antonio Brown and Juju Smith-Schuster. You know, Juju got, gets you know a, a lot of uh, accolades, but you know that's because Antonio Brown was the number one guy and getting all the uh, all the all the coverage. So you know, Sidney Crosby gets you know the best matchups, um, you know the best defensive matchups, and then you know Malkin is um, you know gets gets the the, the leftovers. So. Um, yeah, Malkin, he just does not get, and he is, you know, when, when Malkin is on his game, when he just decides to take over, he, nobody can stop him. He's just, uh, it, it's crazy when he goes into beast mode. Yeah, um, I forgot what I was going to say. Uh, so, oh, the Islanders, yeah, they have, I think the only caveat with the Islanders against the Penguins would be, Robin Lehner, if he can really keep up his um, his surprise season, in my opinion, this year, if he yeah, can that, keep that up in the playoffs, that whole team is just is just such a surprise. I mean, you got to hand it to Barry Trotz. Who would have thought that losing after losing Tavares that they would be uh, this good? So um, good for them. I have no idea how it would be between uh, the Penguins and Islanders in the playoffs. That would be really interesting. Really, the Islanders, anyone, because they haven't been in the playoffs since the twenty that run they beat the Panthers. Wow! Since in five or six years ago, I don't have the year in front of me, but um, so yeah, they'd be a they're a hard cookie to crumble. Yeah, that that would be uh, that would be really interesting. So, uh, I think we covered everything. So, before you go, I want to get your thoughts on. I know you uh, mentioned in our group chat that you were you saw Captain Marvel, right? Yeah, I did. I want um, to get your thoughts on that. I thought it was okay. Um, I would say out of ten, I'd give it a seven. Um, the parts with um, when Captain Marvel was doing her thing, those were awesome. Um, I thought I thought Brie Larson did a great job as Captain Marvel, but the rest of the story I didn't care much for. I didn't really care about the Kree. I, that whole story I, I really didn't care care much about. Um, and 
for a movie that's set in the 90s, some of the music choices they made were just really lousy. So that also disappointed me. But I mean, so overall, I thought it was pretty good. Just not, you know, like one of the, you know, nothing like not like a Black Panther or anything like that. Or an Infinity War, which is preceding part two. Right, right. You think they're setting up the alien war um, for future Marvel movies, Phase 4? Probably they're going to dabble in that a little more. Who knows how they're going to go. Um, I I try to stay spoiler-free on all that stuff, so I really don't know what's going on in the next phase. I don't know who's going to you know, survive, who's going to still be around if, you know, some of the older actors are going to be done. I'm, I'm guessing that's going to be the case. I mean, gosh, it's going to, it's been, it's been what, 10 like years. 10 years. 11, 11 years have been now, around. Yeah. I think, you know, some of these guys are a little tired of playing these roles. So, um, it's made them a lot of money though. Who knows how it's going to be, but, uh, yeah, there's so many different ways they could go, um, about it, but I, you know, it just, it's just funny that, um, well, you, if you see the trailer for the for the new Spider-Man movie, it's like, oh, there's Spider-Man. It's like, wait, I I thought he was dead. What? I, yeah, I, the, I, what? I guess I guess that didn't count or something. Well, I think we knew when Infinity War ended. There, him and Black Panther and Doctor Strange still around, but uh, him and Black Panther and maybe even the Guardians, they're they're leading them into the next era of Marvel. So you didn't yeah. expect them to stay dead, but it is kind of breaking the fourth wall that they were in the trailer before they even confirmed that Spider-Man is alive. Yeah, um, I'm just, what are we, about a month or so away from Infinity War, um, really, uh, and, what, and what it's called, Endgame or whatever. Um, yeah. I'm really excited, but I also understand that it's going to be like three or four hours or something like that, <laughs> yeah. so... It's like, you know what? Fine. Do it that way. I hate when they break up a movie into, uh, you know, two parts. You know, they do that a lot of times, like with uh, Hunger Games and Harry Potter and stuff like that. Like, I mean, I mean, even even in Infinity yeah, War, it's really already two parts. So, you know, break it up into three or four. So, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Let's have a nice long movie. You know, get it all out there and, you know, just maybe have a bathroom break or something. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for it. I really loved part one. I loved Infinity War. And I think Thanos is, I know it's kind of outdated, but Thanos is definitely the best uh, villain the MCU has seen. I, I actually was on his side for a good portion of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, uh, I use the Thanos reference when I when I talk about the Penguins because you know, like I said, when when the Penguins were at one point out of the playoffs, um, Sidney Crosby basically went like Thanos in uh in after one of those movies, and he just said, "Fine, I'll do it myself," and he's basically you know put the put the team on his back. So that's what that reminded me of. Yeah, it's like Harden's doing with the Rockets. Yeah, yeah, to that carry mentality, but uh, I. I guess we'll wrap up here, but I do want to confirm that you do believe that Sidney Crosby is the best player in hockey still. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, McDavid has, you know, amazing, uh, you know, he, he's just amazing speed and he's a, he's a, he's a great player and he's going to be awesome. But right now, Sidney Crosby is the total package. He's, you know, a great defensively. He's a great leader. He's a you know great, just just great in, in every aspect of the game. Yeah. And, and and so, um, you know, McDavid will have that spot eventually, but right now it's still Sidney Crosby. 
McDavid, uh, you don't hear much about him in Edmonton unless you're really looking out for it because, like, they're kind of – I mean, they're out of the playoffs, obviously, but that experiment with him and Milan Lucic and then the whole thing with uh, them in general really hasn't worked. Chiarelli. You know, it's, it, it's crazy because the, the the Penguins were awful. Then the – this is back in what – right before they got Sidney Crosby. They were awful. They were um, – they were trying to get. They were trying to tank to get Ovechkin. They didn't. They settled for uh, Malkin, um, and then they they won the lottery and got Sidney Crosby. And you know, th- that's how you do it. That's 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 how you get the successes. You 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 stink. You you get those high draft picks, and then you have superstars. Well, Edmonton has stunk for ten years, yeah. and they have all these high draft picks, and they have nothing to show for it they except have... for McDavid and, and Drysaddle. It's 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 ridiculous how they're running things down there, and it's sad. And you know, if I'm if I'm if I'm McDavid, maybe I pull an Antonio Brown, and say, "Hey, rip up the contract. I want to be traded." Maybe maybe we'll see uh, Connor McDavid in a blonde mustache at some point. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Yeah, you see, all the way back to Taylor Hall, like in 2010, and then now he's on the Devils. But it, it's been circling back to all the way there. And, he, and as soon as he traded Taylor Hall to the Devils, he he becomes MVP of the league. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's just like all you need to do. Um, the, the Penguins benefited from that. They got um Justin Schultz, the defenseman, a few years ago. Um, he was he when he I think they traded like a third round draft pick. They traded basically nothing for him. He was he was pathetic in Edmonton. He comes to Pittsburgh. He's their second best defenseman. Oh, you don't you don't think uh, Dumoulin and I mean after Latang, of course. I'm but, sorry, yeah, Dumoulin is our second best, and, and, and Schultz is our third best. But still, that's you know he's he, he's right up there uh, behind Latang. Yeah, uh, and there are, is are, I haven't been paying attention to the Penguins um, as a team, but I've been looking at the stats and the standing and stuff. But is Let, are Latang and Dumoulin back? Dumoulin is Latang isn't. I'm guessing Latang will be. Um, close. He's probably maybe a week or two. Um, he 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 re-injured his neck in that um game, um against Philadelphia because what happened was Wayne Simmons uh hit Brian Dumoulin really hard against the boards. Dumoulin got a, a concussion. Um, Latang was so angry that he went after Simmons, but before he even got to him, one of the Flyers like tackled him down. And he ended up re-injuring his neck. And that's really scary because he missed an entire, I think an entire uh, previous year or, or a couple of years ago yeah. or, or, or a good part of the year with a neck injury and he had to have surgery and stuff. So he has to be really careful there. Um, but hopefully he'll be back soon. All right, man. Uh, I guess that's all the stuff we can cover. Well, not that all the stuff we can cover, but all the stuff we plan on covering. So, uh, Thanks for coming on. I really do appreciate it. Uh, good talking to you. Oh, thank you. This was fun. All right. Uh, I guess see ya. All right. I'll see ya. All right. That's it for this week. Like I said, I had other stuff planned, but my notes got deleted. And I don't want to rush it. I'll bring that to you. I just talked about Odell, which I did touch on with Joey. So we're not really missing. That's all I had to say about the picks. Just add one more pick. I was very mad about it last night, but I kind of realized. Optimistic view. So you can follow me or the the podcast on at the Clubhouse 15. Steadily growing, at least there. I'd like to get the numbers for this show up a little bit. I hope the content's good enough. I think it is. 
still working at it, but let's not go too long on this outro of sorts. Yeah, uh, that's it. Just the interview with Joey went really well. I'm very satisfied with that. Peace.